In today's show, we look at Monday's action, seven games on, waiver wire trends, news, including some injuries in Phoenix and a DeMontis Sabonis update, analyze one of your trades. Oh my God, there's so much to do, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First time users can receive a 100% Instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's pricepicks.com. The promo code is locked on. All right. Good news. I might as well just smash straight through. I don't need to wait on this stuff. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> all right. Devin Booker is out. No shock. Heard he's going on Christmas. Expect him out all week. That, that's my expectation. He's only been ruled out for Tuesday. They've got a Tuesday, Wednesday back to back. Expect him out. So, me, I almost swore a lot. Then, then I, I almost said a really bad word. Almost call myself a dumb C word. And I'm not saying that on this podcast. Then I almost, sorry kids, call myself a dumb fuck. And then I'm just going to call myself an idiot. Because then I went and picked up Landry Shamit. And then he's out as well. So where does that leave us? It leaves us with Damian Lee, who becomes a really interesting stream option. Shamit's dealing with Achilles soreness. I wonder if it's from getting his head sat on by Aaron Gordon. Maybe. I would expect that Shamit still has a little bit of value this week. But for a guy that's value is entirely dependent on another bloke being out, then him being out also is not a guy to hold on to, I don't think. You might do it through Wednesday, because again, I expect Shamit might play that one and Booker will sit, that's my guess, but it obviously lessens the appeal of Landry Shamit. Of course it does, it has to. It can't be anything else. Um, Tyrus Maxey, out again tomorrow, but Tangles looks like he'll be back Friday. That is very, very good if you do have Tyrese. It's very, very interesting if you have Melton and Harris. Do not drop, do not drop Melton. We'll want to see what happens, but we're going to have more of that information coming soon. Um, Clint Capella, who allegedly left Friday's game with a cramp in his calf, that cramp has not gotten better in five days, so he'll be out again on Tuesday. Yeah, not a cramp. You guys are lying. And Yakura Kongwu gets back into action as a streamer. They've got a Tuesday, Wednesday back-to-back, so even more value there for him. So go grab a Kongwu and see how it goes. Um, Precious Achua has been upgraded to Doubtful. I talked about him on the injury show. I thought he was still a couple of weeks away, but no. He's ready to return maybe sometime this week. You do not need to roster him in 10 or 12 or 14 team leagues. He's a horrific category league fantasy player. He might be a deeper points league guy, but until he proves me that something's different, he's not a category league guy. He's just not. Ricky Rubio won't be back until 2023. Yeah, no surprise there at all. He tore his ACL in January 2022. So a 12-month recovery is pretty standard. Again, not someone that I care to stash. Someone said, yeah, but what if you've got three injured reserve slots in an open? And yeah, then who cares? Stash a guy. All it means is you lose a waiver ad for that week. And maybe that's crucial. But when it gets down to it, if you end up having three injured players and Rubio's taking up one of them, have no hesitation in dropping him. That's what I mean when I talk about these fringe guys that people look to stash. Fill all your injured slots up with injured players if you want. But if you actually need to use them for your own guys, 
who are currently hurt, and that then limits your ability to get games played into a weekly matchup, then I don't think it's worth it. That, that's more what I was talking about. Justice Winslow is out for at least two weeks with an ankle sprain. We'll talk more about the Blazers game later on, what that means for their other players. And then the news on Demontis Sabonis. We finally got that news. It's a thumb evulsion fracture. The way it was reported sounded like he'd fractured his ligament, which of course is impossible. You can't fracture a ligament. It's not a bone. But what it is, what an avulsion fracture is, I'm sure most of you know, but I will attempt to explain it for those who don't know. It's when there is a ligament attaching, ligaments attached to parts of your bones. When the ligament pulls, it sort of pulls a corner of the bone away. So I had that, uh, an avulsion fracture in a couple of my fingers. It's pretty bloody painful. It's when you twist something, something gets caught, like what happened with his thumb, which is what I think happened. It sort of hit the side of that body it was moving past. That It strains the ligament, but when the ligament pulls, instead of the ligament tearing, the ligament actually pulls the bone off. So a chip of bone off his thumb. It is his right hand, which is not his shooting hand. He's going to attempt to play through it. But from what they say, like he's officially listed questionable. Well, I should have mentioned that. Demontis Sabonis is officially listed questionable with his thumb avulsion fracture. But the way the Kings are talking is that they don't expect him to play the next game. But they expect him to play very soon after that. So I don't think he plays tomorrow, even though he's officially questionable. Now, we said Rashawn Holmes probably gets first crack at it, but there's like five different guys they can use. So I don't know if he's necessarily a priority. And then the news came out from Fan of Pants, Kevin Herter, that actually they've been running with Alex Len as the starting center, which I'm sorry, it's baffling. I'm not saying Len can't be useful. He can. But when you run a rotation, say, so, well, yeah, Len gives us this best option. If Len is your best option to approximate DeMontis Sabonis, if Sabonis is out, then why are you playing four other centers ahead of him when Sabonis rests during a game. Like, if he is the best approximation, surely the 36 minutes that Sabonis plays, those other 12, you'd want someone who would be the best approximation, not Cater or Lyles or Holmes or Metu. They're the four guys who are playing every single game ahead of Alex Len. But now, Sabonis is out. Oh, mate, don't worry. We've got Alex Len. Do you, though? I mean, you do, but do you? Anyway, I'm not adding Holmes or Len or Cater. It might be one game. It might be a mishmash of minutes, which I think is more likely. And I think it'll be a complete waste and a complete just mind... I don't think it's going to be good. Maybe it is, but it looks like... It look, and we're going to talk about this in a second. It looks like Len has the upper hand in that role to be the replacement for Sabonis, which literally might be one game. It might be one game. Trade time. A Drizzy underscore TSK on Twitter asked me this. He's in a category league. He didn't say it's 12-team. I'm just going to assume it's 12-team, so we'll go from there. And this is a very interesting deal. Jordan Poole for Evan Mobley. Okay. All right. Let's dig in. Jordan Poole, who has had some struggles this season without any doubt at all. But with Steph out, the value is very high. Now, on the surface, you would say, is there actually much difference between Poole and Mobley rest of season in terms of overall value? And the, the, this, the question I then ask you is, who cares? Like, who cares about overall value? What does it actually matter when you're trying to make your team better? And the answer is, not very much at all. Now, I could easily say that Poole's overall value is better in this short term. And we talk about selling high in Poole. You don't want to wait until right when Curry is coming back to get rid of him because there's no point in that. You lose a little bit. But if you're doing something smart, which I think Adrizzi is doing here, he's punting free throws in this situation, is that you're perceivingly selling high on Jordan Poole to get a guy that's going to give you equivalent, if not better value now for your punt build and will smash through that value later on when, when Curry returns. So yes, you trade Poole for Mobley, you lose scoring. 
You lose some threes, but you get it. And you lose some assists, but that maybe doesn't matter. You lose, you, you, you gain a ton of free throws, you gain a ton of blocks, you gain a ton of field goal percentage, and you lose free throws. Oh, well. It doesn't, and if you're punting free throws, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So it's a situation where you can look at ranks and you can look at what these guys have done so far this season and you can go, well, you know, Mobley hasn't been that good. He hasn't been dominating. He hasn't been putting up these big numbers. Why would I sell high on Jordan Poole at this level? What's the point of that? Poole's running as a top 40 guy, but I think it's a very smart deal if it makes sense on your team, because you are selling high on a, on a guy where it's an easy discussion. Pool is going to be better in overall ranking, in a vacuum, in player raiders, really easily for the next three to four weeks. He'll, he'll smash Mobley. But if a punt build, you might actually get equivalent value for Mobley now and then smash through the rest of the year. That is what's called doing a smart trade and using your team's value and your team's strengths. Yes, you give up points, you give up threes, but you gain rebounds, you gain blocks, you gain field goal percentage. Now, in a, in a vacuum, I can't tell you if it's a win or a loss because it does depend on individual team. But as soon as you say punt free throw and I'm acquiring Mobley, then the value of it goes sky high because he hurts you there. And that's really, really important to understand in a trade. So Adrizzi, I, I like that move. I like cashing in. And I think that's a smart way to go about it. Well done. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy, but daily fantasy made easy. It's not salary caps. It's not lineups with thousands of people going up against you. It's you up against individual player projections. Evan Mobley might have a player projection of one and a half blocks. And you say, I think he'll get more than that. You might see Jordan Poole with an over-under of 22 and a half points. You say, I'll go over that. And you get between two to six of those individual player projections. You put them into a lineup and you can win up to 25 times your money back. You can do it easy. Under 60 seconds, entries can be made. You can do it in over 30 US states and you can do it in Canada. And you can do it for not just the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, college basketball, college football, PGA, MMA, boxing, soccer, cricket, disc golf. The list goes on and on, but I won't. So download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with that promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you 100 bucks. If you deposit 50, PricePix gives you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100 redos. Let's go to the waiver wire. The most added players over the last 24 hours. Cool. Number one is Jeremy Sohan. Sohan now. We'll talk about his production in the Spurs game later on today. He was trending up. They played today. That all that ties in. It makes sense. Nico Batum up 13%. He was, prior to today, a top 30 player over the last week. I detailed this in one of the shows. I don't know when. Saying, yeah, a little bit fluky. I don't mind him as a short-term ad, especially with Kawhi out, but I don't think he's must-roster. Um, Norman Powell up 12%. That's a schedule stream. That's it. Marcus Morris up 10%. That's a schedule stream. Andrew Nempard up 9%. That's a schedule stream. Those guys, Batum, Powell, Morris, Nempard, all have the Monday, Tuesday back-to-back. And while we can pick nits about the value of those guys on an individual, single game, or even ongoing basis, picking them up for the Monday, Tuesday back-to-back makes a ton of sense. Landry Shamit up 9%. I'm one of the blokes who picked him up, and it didn't work out. 
I will probably hold for Wednesday, but that's just shit that he's out as well as Booker. Pat Williams, really good schedule. We detail that on the schedule streaming show or on the streaming show earlier today about he, how he does have a nice schedule over the next four days. Not, not bad there. And then Rashawn Holmes. Again, you would think that he would have been the guy if you're preemptively adding someone for Sabonis, but I think that's really not going to work. It's going to blow up in your face pretty easily. So drop him, I would say. Most drop players. Um, number one is Dennis Schroeder down 19%. Okay, like he's just not very good. I think he still can have a role, but you don't have to hold him at all. Jim Wiseman, down 15%. Where are you now? Probably back in Santa Cruz, to be honest. Yeah, there's no way that he's a 12 or 14 team league guy. Kevon Looney down 12%, clear 12 team drop. Lonnie Walker down 10%. Hello. <laughs> yeah, see you later. Bye. No reason to have him on a 12 team roster, in my opinion. Tyus Jones down 10%. Yes, on a pure per-game basis, I get it. Like the value's not necessarily there. He is more of a, I am a good team, and I am sitting in third or second on my standings, and I'm waiting for Jar to go down, and then he's going to blow up. And I can deal with 14-team production in that time. So, yeah, he's, he's a drop, but also not. The big stiffy, the five-minute man, Bones Highland, down 8%. Yeah, look, just get rid of him. No point holding on there. Emmanuel, quickly, that's really curious. That's probably the one here that I don't agree with at all. Like, Brunson's questionable. Quickly... Was all right on Christmas, but Brunson's questionable. Don't drop him until we hear more about that. And Biombo down 7%. He was an ad because of the Christmas Day game. The Christmas Day game is over. He's a backup behind DeAndre Aiden, and you really shouldn't care about his value as we move forward. Let's go to the first game. It is the Brooklyn Nets continuing on their winning ways, and they beat the Cavs 125-117. When the Kevin Durant trade stuff was happening, I went and had a bet on the Nets to win the title. I also, I need to put two bets on teams to win the title. And at that point, I put it on the Raptors in case KD went there. And I put it on the Nets in case KD stayed. And KD and the Nets odds went out to 26 to 1. Then I was told by old mate uh, Greg Ehrenberg. As Greg runs in, we realize this could get dangerous. He said he actually saw them get out to 45 to 1 to win the title when that Durant stuff was going on. They're into under $9 now. So I got him at 26. He said he got him at 45. They are flying. Now, everything's combustible, but they're flying. 125, 117, Brooklyn. Durant, 32, 9, and 5 with five threes. He's having like the best mid-range shooting season of his career this year. He's been unbelievable. And Kyrie, 40 minutes, 32, 4, and 5 with seven threes. They did this today without Curry and Harris. Not that they're the best players on that team, but it meant other guys needed to step up. You know who that other guy that stepped up was? Tony Warren Jr. 23 points, 27 minutes. Now, the 23 points is sexy, I know that. But I'm more interested in 27 minutes. Because he shot 64%. That's just not a realistic figure. He did have eight boards and two steals, which is interesting. He hit two threes, which is interesting. But the 27 minutes, I want to really focus in on that. Is that because Curry and Harris were out? Probably that's a part of it, yeah. But 27-minute Tony Warren is a 12-team league guy. Is he a 12-team league ad? Oh, he's pretty close. If you, look, if you want to take a flyer on someone, like we take a flyer on Landry Shamit or we take a flyer on Rashawn Holmes in those scenarios, you could do it here for Warren. I'm not really convinced. Again, 64%, 27 minutes. I know one of those numbers isn't real, and I'm not sure if the other one is, but one of them could be, and that 27 minutes is the one that could be real. So that was really good. Simmons had four points only, but nine rebounds, eight assists, three steals, and a block. That is as Draymond Green as it gets. Well, the Basmati man, 10-3 and 4, two threes, and a block. He shot the ball better, but I don't know if I'm ready to call him being a drop, but he's really close to it. He's really close. That's not a terrible line, but 
there's just nothing exciting coming there. And the 36 minutes, I'd rather play TJ Warren 27 and take minutes from O'Neal and give them to Curry and Harris, really. Claxton, 10 and 4 with two blocks, a little bit disappointing. While Edmund Sumner and Pat Mills got into the rotation and they played 16 minutes. Now that's, when I look at it and go, well, you know, yeah, that, that's fine. Like Curry and Harris will return, but they can just take Sumner and Mills' minutes. But Sumner and Mills combined for 16. That's where I look at and go, okay, Warren's 27, O'Neill's 36. That doesn't feel real because while Curry and Harris will play, they're not going to play eight minutes apiece. I wouldn't have thought. So someone is going to lose some playing time here. Maybe it's Watanabe who played 20 minutes. But it's not just a clear, well, Sumner goes to Harris, so Harris plays 11 minutes, and Mills, his six minutes go to Curry. That's unlikely to be the rotation. So meaning another 10 to 15 minutes need to come from somewhere, and maybe that's Warren, maybe that's O'Neill, maybe that's Watanabe. And that's where I have my concern with TJ. For the Cavs, we talked about Don Mitchell as a sell high and Darius Garland as a buy low. It's working out all right at the moment. Garland, 40 minutes, 46, three and eight with five threes on 70%. And that's obviously not real. But so much of what Don Mitchell was doing wasn't all that real either. And we've seen him come back down. In fact, over the last week, Donovan Mitchell's the 71st ranked player. Now, I think he's better than that. But he's probably more in the 20s to 30s versus the top 10 where he's been. 15, three and five on 31% shooting for Don Mitchell. He's done. He's good. He's better than this, but what he was doing felt really unsustainable. Jarrett Allen had 10 and 11, while Mobley had 12 and 6 with a steal and a block. Karis Levert, is there anyone, are any of you dickheads out there, and I say dickheads very lovingly, I'm a dickhead, you're a dickhead, we're all dickheads, it's something. Are any of you dickheads still holding Karis Levert? Get that garbage out of here! Eight points in 20 minutes. Yes, there are, there's too many options, but the, prop, the options are... Osman, Stevens, Okoro. That's what Levert's not getting minutes because of those guys. You do not need to hold Karis Levert. You stream him in if Mitchell or Garland are out, and that is it. As for Okoro, who'd played pretty well as a starter, Lamar Stevens took back over, so Isaac played 10 minutes. Chetty Osman played 30 for 11 points, and Stevens had 23 minutes for six points. So the whole Levert, Osman, Stevens, Okoro, they're just eating each other's value. There's not, nothing there to do with those guys. Kevin Love, seven points in 13 minutes. Obviously, we're not messing with him in any sort of 12-team format. Today's episode is also brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends from every professional and amateur league out there. Pro football, college bowl season, college basketball, and the NBA. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. You can look at the college bowls. LSU are 14.5-point favorites against Purdue. That seems like a lot, but maybe Purdue's trash. I think they might be. So you can check out that. Or USC, the Trojans, only two-point favorites against the Green Wave of Tulane. Is USC running nobody out there? Like, who's playing for USC in that game for that those odds to be so low? I don't know, but it seems fishy. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Don't forget to gamble responsibly. Hmm. Next game. Clippers, Pistons, what the f- What was this game? This game was pretty crazy, really. Um, the Clippers, 142. The Pistons, 131. Detroit choked away a lead. The Clippers, someone tweeted this at me, and no offense to this boy, because he was right to tweet it at me. He, what did he say, right? The Cl- uh, KSF27, underscore. The Clippers are down 10 with two minutes, and they've cleared the bench. And then they cleared the bench. And those guys, Moses Brown and Amir Coffey, got them back into the game. They got to overtime and they win it. What an unbelievable turn of events to see what to see that happen. It was it was ridiculous. 
Paul George played 38 minutes, 32, 11 assists, three steals and a block. Just a ridiculous game. He's the 17th ranked player per game this season. We just want him to stay healthy now. Um, no Kawhi in this game. So Zubat's played 41 minutes. That seems a lot. 12 and 15 and one steal. He only took five shots, but I remain ever confused as to what the hell is going on with his minutes. 41 minutes. Moses Brown played three. Moses Brown and Amir Coffey played three garbage time minutes and were plus 12 and got them back into the game. I don't know what to do with Zubats in his playing time. You hold him, but it's just, it's all over the place. Sell high, but no one's buying it. Okay. Reggie Jackson got into foul trouble, so we've got 26 John Wall minutes, 16-5-5. and five. That's not bad. Still not a 12-teamer. Luke Kennard, 18-5 with four threes in 32 minutes. A lot of people who watch the Clippers are like, Batum and Kennard are really good, and they need to play more. And that would mean that it comes at the cost of guys like Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson. We'll see if they actually do that. But we got 31 minutes from Batum, 7-6 and six with a coveted Richie Benno. Two for two, two, two. And Kennard played 32 for 18 points. Like, Kennard... I think he, I think he is a good player. He's an unbelievable shooter, but he is really valuable on this team. Having those guys that can do that, having a guy that can shoot, having a guy that can defend versus an isolation usage player like Marcus Morris, it's the the choice to me is clear. But I don't know why Lou doesn't do that. Storm and Norman Powell is rostered just in every league. Why? Six? Well, not every league. A lot of them. Sixteen points in twenty-two minutes, but nothing else. He is not a twelve-team league guy, nor is Terrence Mann, nor. Really is Marcus Morris, even though he had 16 and 6. I don't think he's a must roster. I would have Morris over Man and Powell, but not as a must roster player. Um, yeah, that's about it, I think. Reggie Jackson, 14 points, but only 19 minutes due to foul trouble. For the Pistons, there was no Marvin Bagley, so keep that in mind. It's also an overtime game. So Isaiah Stewart played 40 minutes. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. 21 and 7, three threes, one steal, two blocks. I was at my wit's end with this bloke. What am I going to do with him? Even with this game, he's the 171st ranked player over the last week. Like, he's barely doing anything. But what happened here is he got to play backup center. So he played starting power forward and backup center. And got overtime and shot 80%. It's a different sort of triple whammy, but it's a triple whammy. Don't buy into it. If you dropped him, don't feel bad. Yeah, you, you got dicked over, but don't feel bad. He's not going to do this every night. Bagley's not out with an injury. He's just sick. Sick of this bullshit, I guess. Don't overreact to this from Stewart. Jalen Duran, 39 minutes, 15 and 12, a steal and a block. Just totally good. Just solid, solid production. And he's a 12-team league must roster. Killian Hayes. We saw him start to lose some minutes, and now they've pumped him up. 39 minutes here, 18, 5 and 10, 4 threes. He's going to have bad shooting nights for sure, but he is a 12-team league guy. But interestingly, with him playing 39 and Bogdanovich playing 39 and Duran playing 39 and Stewart playing 40, Jaden Ivey played 30. Hmm. He had 15, 3 and 8. Shot 36%, but they didn't trust going back to him at that much. That's why, to me, look, he's just still not there. I'd rather have Hayes than Ivy in a category league. Probably flip it in a points league. I'd rather have Hayes than Ivy, though, in a category format. And Ivy's a fringe 12-team league guy, and you've got to give it time for him to improve, and it may not happen. Um, Sadiq Bay, 26 minutes, 13 and 6, which looks good on the surface, but it is because Bagley is out, and I wouldn't rush to add him. While Hamadou Diallo had 12 points in 16 minutes, he's taken over Corey Joseph's rotation spot, which is great because Corey Joseph does not need to play, but you also do not need to add Hamadou Diallo. As for Bogdanovich, he had 23, 3 and 3, and hold on to your dicks, he blocked a shot. Now, if you ever wanted to know whether you kiss on the dick in a fantasy matchup, getting a Bogdanovich block would tell me that. Sick. Awesome. We got a block from Bogdan. Not, ah, not Bogdan. No, no, no. 
Boyan, Boyan, Boyan. All right, let's go. Minnesota and Miami. The Heat were without Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, and they lose. Oh, no, they win. Sorry, against the Wolves. 113-110. As for Minnesota, no Anderson, no Prince, no McLaughlin, no Towns. So Nazareth Reed played 29 minutes, 21-11, and 11, with a block on 53% shooting, and honestly, played better than Gobert. I think we just got to hold him until we see what happens when Anderson returns. Great stuff. Goose played 40 minutes. Anthony Edwards. Filled it up. 29, 6, and 7. Two steals, a block, five threes, 69% shooting. Giggity. And a block. I said a block already. Jaden McDaniels, only 30 minutes, but 16, 4, and 3. Steal a block. And Rivers had 10, 5, and 4, which is all right. But I don't think we need to bother with him as a 12-team league guy. As for Gobert, like it was just bad. 10 and 8, no blocks. And I think I'm at the stage where I just look at him and go, I think the scheme plus his age just means that the block numbers aren't going to come back to what they were last season. I've just resigned myself to the fact that he is not going to be that elite shot blocker anymore, which is annoying because you drafted him assuming that we'd get similar block numbers, but it's got nothing to do with Towns or being there or not. It's a new team. It's a new system. And it's probably age-related decline. It's really disappointing. Jalen Noel had five points. He struggled, but he did have six assists in 20 minutes, but he's only a deeper league guy. For the Heat, this bloke, this bloke, and I'll talk, you'll know his name in a second. He's actually a really good fantasy player, and his name is Orlando Robinson. 27 minutes, 15 and nine, four assists, a steal, and a block on 78%. Not the first time he's done this. Now, it does require Bam and Deadman being out, but you have to remember that name. I don't care if they start Little Chungus at center, which they did Nikola Jovic, who A, I don't believe is a center, or B, is anywhere close to being an NBA starter. Robinson's the guy in these situations. Jovic had 9-3 and three in 19 minutes. Caleb Martin stinks, I think, 8-8 eight eight in 28 minutes. And Haywood Highsmith's not much better, 3-2 and two in his 22. Really hard to feel confident about either of those guys. They'll have good, uh, good games, good games at time. Games, that's like an American doing an Australian accent. You guys want to come and see the games? Oh, uh, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm hyper today. 8-8 eight eight for Martin, 3-2 and, three and two for Highsmith. It's not good enough. You don't bother with those guys in 12-teamers. And the abject disappointment I have and gone, yeah, Victor Oladipo, he's probably a good stream with Butler out. Oh, yeah, seven points in 19 minutes. 19 minutes. He did have four assists and two steals. Maybe he's more just a steal streamer. He was getting big minutes, but the last two have been lower. And I'm a little worried of where that takes us. Kyle Lowry played 34 minutes. Double-cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. 18, 5, and 9. He's been one of the biggest steals of draft season. I can't say that I was massively, massively on him, but he was getting drafted in the hundreds and I was usually picking him in the 80s. So I was a little bit ahead, but he wasn't somewhere I was like banging the table. You must get Kyle Lowry. But if you did get him, bloody hell, it worked out. Max Struess had his first good game um, in forever. 19 points with five threes in 25 minutes. I don't think we need to go and add Maximilian. We do the next game. It is the Utah Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs, but the Spurs win. 126, 122, the final score here. Utah was without Kelly Linick, and they really bloody need him. 38 minutes for Larry Markadon, 32 and 12 with three threes and two blocks. He's doing what he can. That's really, really strong. Well, Mick Conley, we talked about at some point, surely a shot will go in. Just anything. Give me one shot. Can something fall for this bloke? Well, yes. 33 minutes, 17 points, five threes, five rebounds, six assists, three steals and a block. Love it. Should be a 12-team league guy. The man on the street, Jordan Clarkson, dropped in 25. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. With seven rebounds and four assists, while 
Jared Vanderbilt Bar had 7-5, and five, and it was a poor game from Walker Kessler. Only 21 minutes as a starter. He was benched in the second half. Malik Beasley started the second half. I still believe Walker Kessler is a must-roster 12-team league player. But, as always, every day of the NBA season, we readjust our ideas on players. And in a week or two's time, I might say, well, you know what? They're pushing him back to 18 minutes. The block rate's dropped. Maybe move on. But I'm not there yet, so I'll hold him. Beasley had 13 with two threes, 30 minutes. Like, he shot poorly, but... You get 13 with two threes. That's what Beasley does. That's what you have him for. Wasn't his best night, but wasn't terrible. While the Padawan, Colin Sexton, played 23 minutes. 13, two and four is all right. Two steals is okay. It screams 14 team to me versus a 12 team must. Because I just don't know that he pushes to 28 on a regular basis. For the Spurs, a lot of questions about this guy. Man, I can't with Yucca Pirtle. I've got to drop him. Not, no, you don't. And I hope you didn't. 24 minutes, 16 and 9, two steals, four blocks. Now, his blocks have been curiously absent all season, but they came here. They came real hard. Big, big game, good steals, great percentage. Love it, love it, love it. Devin Vassell, um, yeah, this guy's really good. 24, 6 and 8, two steals, two blocks, two triples, and some, me, would call that a Richie Benner. Two for two, two, two. He doesn't give me the, the vibes of the scoring a little bit, but of a, what's it called? A looter in a riot, a player putting up big numbers on a terrible team. I think he's actually legitimately a good player. Can he be a number one guy? I don't think so. He's not even a number one guy on this team. I think he's a very good player and you should value him as such. As for the horse, Keldon Johnson. Whose horse is that? 21 points on good efficiency. Fantastic. Didn't hit a three and he's really not taking any anymore. But he had five assists and two steals. Good game. We have to start a dialogue about Malachi Branham. A guy that I thought went a little bit late in the draft, but I thought he was great here. 20 points, two threes, two rebounds, a steal, 64%. He's actually just outside the top 100 over the last week. And they did not play Langford. They did not play Josh Richardson. They were DMP CDs. Branham got the minutes. 16 team leagues, absolutely look. Is he there? At him. All right, I am at him. He's got a very interesting game. I thought he was impressive. It might not work out. I'd even consider it in 14s, to be honest. I'm not quite there in 14s, but I am, I'm not that far away. He's starting to look good, and the fact that they're taking Richardson and Langford out of the rotation is giving us a little bit of something to look at. Trey Jones, 11-5-5. Five five. Like he's fallen off a little bit, but that was still okay. Well, uh, we talked about maybe we're going a little bit overboard on the Jeremy Sohan. Sohan, now! He played 31 minutes and had 6, 5, and 3. Oh, okay, yeah. 13 usage, yeah. He's still more 14-team league. I don't fault you for adding him. The last two games were really good. He's a rookie. We love them. We think they get better. But in reality, he's more of a 14-team than a must-roster 12-teamer. No problem having him, though. Zach Collins had 10 and 7. Pretty empty line. But again, they've got a pretty good schedule this start of the week. So if you do have Sohan and you do have Collins, consider holding. And Branham, again, deeper leagues. You might want to have a look at him. I think he's a... Uh, I think there's a little bit of something there for Malachi. I'm very interested. To, and the fact that he overtook Richardson today, who knows if that's permanent, but the fact that he overtook him is very eye-opening. It's very eye-opening. And we'll see where that leads us. Where it does lead us in this show, though, is to talk about the next game, which is the Houston Rockets and the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls get bounced by the Rockets, 133-118. And let's just get hard straight away. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. 32 minutes for Alperin Shangun. 
25, 11, and 6, one steal, two blocks, 83% shooting. Now, obviously, that's unreal. But this guy is very clearly, to me, their best player. And the fact that they did not try to figure out how he could coexist with their other future stars is asinine. It is ridiculous. It's nonsensical. Oh, but his defense. Get him to improve it. This is a dominating game. He is the 21st ranked player over the last week. He's 54th for the season. Like the amount of time, man, what do I do with Shangun? Like absolutely nothing. I don't know that he's going to play 32 minutes every night, but what I do know is that that absolute foolish nonsense, oh, we need a vertical lob threat. We just need Bruno Fernando. No, we need the vertical lob threat. That's what's important. Well, he, because he's not a very good player and not an NBA caliber player, he's basically out of the rotation now. Took a bit of time, but we're there. So if you held firm on Shangun, I hope it's going to pay off. Kevin Porter, 36-7-9 with six triples on 64%. Unfortunately, two or four from the line. But holy shit, this guy is really putting together some big numbers. And I think, I think it's coming together for Jabari Smith. Ah, Smitty. When we had him in the 70s in the draft, we said there's going to be issues with his field goals, but the scoring, the threes, the rebounds, the defensive stats, it's all exciting. Well, guess what he had today? 13-8 and eight with two steals and two blocks. He shot only 43%. He hit a three. He's top 70 over the last week. He's inside the top 140 for the season. It was rough to start the year, but this is the bare bones of what we saw. This is why we liked him as a fantasy prospect. Took a bit to get here, but I think we're here. Jalen Green, Filipino legend, had 24-6-3. and three. Missed both his free throws. Otherwise, it would have been a little bit better. But hit six threes. He looked good. While um, Eric Gordon played 36 unnecessary minutes, Although, to be fair to him, he was a plus 22, 12 points in 36. Well, KJ Martin left to go to the locker room. Why is that important? Because tomorrow's a back-to-back for the Rockets, and Gordon probably won't play. And Martin would be slated to start. And if Martin doesn't play, and if Tate doesn't play, and if Gordon doesn't play, well, it's Tari preseason time. 17 minutes, 9, and a triple 1. 9 points, a triple 1. That's not particularly good. But there's a legitimate chance that three guys who would be ahead of him, Tate, Gordon, and Martin, are all out tomorrow which would be an excellent time to stream in Eason. Now, of course, maybe they play Gordon in the back-to-back and Martin's actually fine and Tate makes a miraculous return and Eason's out of the rotation. And I look completely stupid for saying anything. That is all a possibility. But it's also a possibility that goes the other direction and Eason gets a start and we get to see some, some of what he can do. And that is something I'm looking forward to. For the Bulls, DeRozan, 31-5-9, and nine, played 41 minutes. Can't fault his game, but can fault a lot of other guys. Levine struggled 2-5 of four, two from the line, actually. 22-3-5. And, and the big fella, Nikola Vucevic. It's Vucevic. Vucevic. Played only 30 minutes. We talked about how a lot of what he was doing was really unsustainable shooting-wise. His two-point percentage was the best of his career, and then he shot 31% here. 10-3-4 with no defensive stats, and that's just putrid. Like He'd been better than this, obviously. With no Caruso out, they started Desumu, but he wasn't the guy. It was Kobe White. 29 minutes for Kobe, 14 points, four threes, four assists, two steals, while Desumu had nine points, two threes. I do not believe that Ayo Desumu is an ad with Caruso out. I don't think Kobe White is, but White's at least a streamer for threes. Andre Drummond, the big avocado, had eight and nine in his 18 minutes. People are still holding him in 12-team leagues. Someone said, dobbed in one of their mates and said, yeah, one of my mates is still holding him in a 10-team league. I almost spewed, spewed up. In a 10-team league, my guy. Uh, Derek Jones is going to come back soon, and that will impact uh, Drummond. But Williams was a guy we highlighted on the streaming show earlier today, talking about nice schedule and the good minutes. 40 minutes, 12-7-2, one steal, two blocks, two threes. That is undeniably a 12-team league valuable player, and with a favorable schedule, you can look at Williams and be ready to be disappointed, but you can look at him, and maybe we get something out of him. I'm not sure, 
but that is that is intriguing to say the least. Pelicans, they got a big win against the Pacers with everyone out. 113.93. Let's talk Pacers first. Jalen Smith. Talked about him yesterday in the Waverwire show saying, hmm, I think people might be overreacting to re-adding him because the games that he's playing here are influenced by Miles Turner foul trouble. So they just went the opposite way here and he had a 7 trillion. Played 7 minutes only and Isaiah Jackson took over as backup center. So, yeah, you can very easily drop Jalen Smith, I think. Which is just a disaster for where you picked him in a draft. And I know because I drafted him. Isaiah Jackson had four in 15, 7 in 15 minutes. I'm not sure, Jack, I'm not sure Turner's traded. Or that Jackson's even worth a stash. I don't think he's worth a stash at this point. Miles Turner played 25 minutes only. Um, no foul trouble, but that's just all he played. They, it's, it's hard to read this box score because they got killed. But 14-8 and eight with two blocks for Turner. Halliburton, 12.6 assists. And old Benny Matherin, the Eggman, 22 minutes. And that's the key number. He had 15 points, which again looks sexy at the start, but 36% shooting, one rebound. He's just not a category league guy. He's outside the top 200 this season. You do not need to be holding him. Duarte played 22 minutes. Um, Nempard played 22 minutes. Buddy Hill played 23 minutes. Just a disaster game for the Pacers, and the box score is a little hard to read. On the Pelican side, there was no Ingram, Zion, Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, or Dyson Daniels. So they trotted out a starting lineup of Jose Alvarado, Christian James McCollum, Najee Marshall, Jackson Hayes, and Jonas Valanciunas. Of course, with all those guys out, they needed Valanciunas' offense, and he went off. Jonas Vasilinovasas. 20 and 12, five assists to steal on a block while Larry Nance played 19 minutes. Larry Nance, I still think, is a 12-team league guy, but his value is heavily skewed to needing field goal percentage, rebounds, and blocks. And the pairing of Nance and Williamson is what gives Larry his value. When Zion's not out there, they don't need him as much, and they can rely on the better offensive player like Valanciunas. So when Zion's back, I'd expect Valanciunas' minutes to come down and Larry's to go back up. Alvarado had eight points in 30 minutes with three steals. We know what he is as a steals guy. While McCollum had 19, 7, and 6. But the big fella, Najee Marshall, don't get sucked in here. But this was a good game. 22, 6, and 4 with four threes. And everything I'm going to say for Najee Marshall applies to Jackson Hayes, who had 15 and 9 with three blocks. Big games. Great stream options today. But these are guys that are barely going to play, if play at all, when Ingram, Williamson, Jones, and Murphy return. They're just not going to play. So while I don't think Zions is a long-term thing, Herb's got COVID. He might miss one or two more games. Murphy might miss one or two more. And Ingram, who knows, but surely not too far away. By the end of this week, every one of those players might be playing. And Najee and Marshall might combine for two... Uh, Najee and Hayes might combine for two minutes. So it might be an interesting stream, but it also could be completely worthless. And I think I lean closer to completely worthless with Zion likely to return next game. Just really eliminating their value very, very quickly. We also got some Kyra Lewis minutes in this game with everyone out. Seven points in 17 minutes. He's not going to impact fantasy this season, but it's always just good to see someone coming back from an injury, getting out there and producing. Let's do the last one. The Blazers beat the Hornets 124-113. Is he back? Apparently he is. Paul Washington Jr. 22 points. 33 minutes, six rebounds, four threes, and three blocks. Now, he'd been shooting horrifically. We talked about him on the buy-low show, saying, I don't know. I think he's a buy-low in 14 teams. I'm really done with him in 12s. He can't shoot at all. And now he comes out with these ridiculously good games. Okay, the, the role's there at him. Like, I don't feel confident in it long-term. But if he's heating up, let's go with it. LaMelo Ball, 27-7-7 and with two steals. Poor shooting night for him. But poor shooting doesn't even make... I don't, what's the point of me saying poor shooting when a bloke like Terry Rozier exists? Seven points on 12% shooting. 12. 14% from three. 
four rebounds, five assists. But in saying all of that, over the last week, Rogier was the seventh ranked player in the, in the last week. Seventh. Yes, this was shitful. The comments that I'm seeing on Rogier are unbelievable. Like the frustration. Not, no, it's not unbelievable. Having that level of frustration is real and it's understandable. But it means you can buy low. This bloke is still like a top 60 fantasy points player as well. It's just he can't shoot at all consistently. You can buy him at a cheap, cheap price at the moment. With um, Big Dick Nick Richards out, we saw Mark Williams get a shot. Oh, hi, Mark. Now, we got bullied terribly by Nurkic a lot of the time, but 9-6 and six with two steals in 16 minutes, something to watch. While the cockroach Mason Plumley had 14-8. and eight. Not a great game from Haywood, but 35 minutes. I think he is a soft hold, 10-5-2. and two. But you know, you know my issue with Calibre? He's a scorer who needs big minutes and big usage and is inefficient. He had 15 points. But four rebounds, one assist, no defensive stats, 50% from the line on six attempts, and 36 from the field. It's pretty bad. He is still a hold, and I think he's going to move to be a drop. But I know that at the moment, Jalen McDaniels is a drop outside of streaming. McDaniels played 15 minutes for seven points. It was, it's really hard to find the minutes when the team is healthy. When the team, when guys are out, Ball or Haywood or Washington or whoever, he can get the good role, but it's not there, and he's not going to get it. So outside of schedule and value-based in the streaming stuff, I know that was a terribly constructed sentence, but in terms of value over the short term, if it makes sense to stream him, yeah, go ahead. Longer term, no way. Like, he's just not a 12-team league guy. For the Blazers, Anthony Simons, another struggle game? 39 minutes, 18 points, two rebounds, two assists, 40%. He can't be the guy that you want him to be when Lillard is there. 18 points is fine, but 40%, the bad rebounds and assists, he just doesn't get the chances. He's falling down the rankings pretty quickly. Grant had 32 and 10. He's been seriously so much better than I anticipated. I didn't think that he could be this guy. Two blocks, four threes. That's a ridiculously good game. I'd say that he's a sell high, but maybe my evaluation hasn't really caught up to reality. That's a possibility too. But he's been really good. I'd probably just hold on to him, to be honest. And then um, Yusuf Nurkic. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Last two games were disappointing, but 36 minutes, 28, 15, and 6. Five threes, two steals, and two blocks. That is a ludicrous game. Seven of 10 from line. That is a bonkers game from Nurkic. He's a top 70 player this season. That's where you could drafted him. He's just returned good value. Lillard had 17 points on 28%, which is rough, but he did have nine assists. While Josh the Hitman Hart had 11 and 13 in his 38. Shaden Sharp looks like he's moving out of the rotation, and I think when Gary Payton returns, he won't play. Because it's interesting to see him play only seven minutes while Keon Johnson got 18. That's with Justice Winslow out. We did see Chauncey Billups say that Johnson will get minutes with Winslow out. I think Payton will get some of that as well. And it's going to be... Things are trending down for Sharp, and it's going to be hard to find him having a large role or any sort of role, really, as we move forward in this season. Keon's a guy to watch short-term in deeper leagues. Eight points, two steals, a block. I think he can develop into a solid rotation player. He's an interesting dynasty league sort of guy. He's not going to get many opportunities to shine on this team or in this season, but there is at least a little window now for him to have a little crack at things and see uh, what he can bring. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Let's go to the lines of the night. Monstrous line of the night does go to Darius Garland. Over in Cleveland, your waiver wire line of the night is TJ Warren. Love what he did. A little bit skeptical about it, long-term 12-team, but I'm not going to you know, crucify you for adding him. Young gun is El Shingoon. He was really good. And the dud of the night is Walker Kessler. He struggled. I would still hold him. Top 10 players in category leagues today. Number one was Darius Garland, followed by Nurkic, Jeremy Grant, Shingoon, Markinen, Paul George, Anthony Edwards, Jakob Pertl, Kevin Porter, and Kevin Durant. 
Your top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. Warren was first. Najee Marshall, Jackson Hayes, two and three. That's just because of the Zion, Ingram, Trey, Jones absences. Don't worry about adding them. Same with Orlando Robinson at four. There's no long-term appeal in that. Johnny Wall, don't care. He's not going to play tomorrow. Pat Williams, that's an interesting one. Short-term at least, I think there's a little bit of something there. Kobe White, if Caruso remains out, can be a stream option as well. Malachi Branham, we talked about that for a little bit of time. He's shooting a ridiculous percentage. It's like 65% of his last 10 games or something like that. So there is some fear of that falling away. But in deeper leagues, they love what he's doing. You want to have a look at there in deepers. Luke Kennard, yeah, but I just don't trust the minutes. And Alec Burks, not really. Probably more 14 teams. Your top 10 players in points leagues for today. Garland, Nurkic, George, Grant, Kevin Porter, Markinen, Vassell, Shengun, DeRozan, and LaMelo Ball. And guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.